Welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And he's my dad. And we're going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. So, Dad. Yes. What is something that you are looking forward to this spring? This spring, um, I'm kind of excited to get back into regular training. Um, mm-hmm. I've got some triathlon races I'm signing up for, and I've kind of missed it. I, mm-hmm. By the by, the fall, I, I hate it. I'm sick of it. Right. But then, understandably go, so. Yeah, you go through Christmas and all that, and then it's like, okay, I'm kind of getting ready for a new season. So yeah. I start getting excited about it again. So that's probably what I'm excited about. Well, let me ask you this: for a triathlon, which of the three activities is your favorite? For those who don't know, a triathlon involves uh, swimming, biking, and running. So out of those three, which one do you most find yourself enjoying? Um, I would say the bike. Oh, I enjoy okay. the bike. I can do it pretty well. I can move pretty fast. Running, I'm slow. Mm. So, I mean, I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and swimming, I do okay. I don't try to kill it in the swimming. Mm-hmm. But uh, biking, I can usually hang with most and do pretty well. Yeah. Running, I get passed by like grandmas. Um, so it's a little embarrassing, but, but with the bike, I feel like I am a true athlete in that. Yeah. And then the others, I just kind of survive. <laughs> okay. So, fair enough. That's my thing. What about you? Springtime. Mm, okay. I mean, besides mowing your grass, I know how much you love that. Man, being allergic to grass and mowing is such a fun <laughs> combination. It's yes. just my favorite. It is. Uh, I guess in the spring, something I look forward to is that short golden time. When it hasn't gotten blazing hot yet, mm-hmm. but it's also not winter anymore. Yeah, um, I love that season. I, that's the reason that fall is my favorite season is yeah. because there's a little bit more of that. Well, really, it's that minus all the pollen. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. you guys are at this point yet, but for us, in the midst of February, we yeah. were getting just covered yeah. in pollen. We were. It was all over. I mean, our cars were yellow. And if you washed them, they'd be yellow two days later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to the temperature, I love it. I yeah. love it when I can go outside and I actually walk and enjoy myself. I'm not mm-hmm. sweating after 10 seconds. Sweating, yeah. It's it's such a great feeling. Yeah, we get about a week of that in Mississippi. Which, two? Yeah, maybe know, two. Nine to 10 days probably <laughs> yeah. would be would be the most accurate. Then it's blazingly hot again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes straight from like winter to July. It does. Very quickly. So before we jump into the topic of the day, Mm -hmm. I actually had two things I wanted to mention. First of all, our video portion is back on YouTube now. Thank you so much, Dad, for making this happen. It was him. All credit to this man. Well, Reese said something this morning about trying to do it two different ways, and we tried it out, and it worked. So very happy that it did work so we can get back in our video side of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, once again, for those of you guys who are thinking about trying something but haven't yet because you're afraid you'll mess up, just do it because we wouldn't have found this out if no. we didn't start it and everything went wrong for yeah. and a we month. tried a few times, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But we got that. And then next, the other thing I wanted to mention is yesterday from the time we were recording this is my father's birthday. Yesterday was the legend David the Maxwell's 56th birthday. He makes it look great. 56. I know. It's kind of weird to say that. 
when I was young, there used to be a retired group at our church called the Double Nickels. And I would be in that group now. And that's kind of sad in my own mind. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I thought that was old back then. Now it's not old. Well, let's look at the other end of it. You're doing triathlons, right? True, you're still true. doing triathlons, which most people my age don't even do. Yeah. So I don't know. You're making 56 look good. Okay. Just wanted to throw well, that I'll out there. That. I will, I will accept in. that. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the topic of the day. We've been going through what you created uh, at the end of last year, the Personal Reboot, mm -hmm. which is a great resource for people. Um, you can let them know where to find that actually real quick before we jump in. Yeah, you can find that at theconfidentman.me. That's yeah. where I wrote it for. And you, because you originally wrote it for men. I did. But men and women have been using it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not really a gender specific resource. No. Uh, it's just a good, a really a good prompting for reflection. Yeah, it just helps people kind of think through stuff that maybe they wouldn't normally think about or take the time to do with life being so busy. Yeah. And we've been talking about the importance of that. We've mm -hmm. been talking about the importance of reflection, why you need to do it. But now we're kind of getting into the the how. Yeah. So right now, this session for today is how to reflect and mm -hmm. some tips in order to be able to reflect effectively. Yeah. So if you don't mind giving us the first tip for being able to effectively reflect in a world that's just so busy. Yeah, I think the only way you can reflect today is to create time and space for it. Yeah. Um, you know, in the past, you didn't have so much to fill your time. Mm. Uh, you didn't have all the media and everything. And I'm not saying all oh, that's evil. I'm just saying that it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to just get caught up in, well, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to do this. So we don't reflect. Mm -hmm. Where it used to be in the past, you had time sometimes to kill. Yeah. And those are times you would reflect and think about things. So I'm not saying I want to go back to that time. I'm just saying that what we have to do is carve out that time to where we are going to purposely do some reflecting and thinking about those big issues. Yeah, it's almost like you have to set up a little stronghold, a little fortress for yeah. your reflection time. You do. Because otherwise, do. it'll it'll just fill up with stuff. Because yeah. you're right. I mean, like in the past, you know, if your favorite program wasn't on TV or the radio mm -hmm. or you weren't a big book person, well, you're just staring at a wall. Yeah. And that's a great opportunity <laughs> to think about stuff. It is. And today, there's there's a lot of good ways to do it. Uh, one of my favorite ways is going to a coffee shop, mm. putting on some noise-canceling earphones, and just thinking. That's when I write. I'll mm -hmm. do stuff like that. Or sometimes I do it in the car, mm -hmm. where I'll put on background music that's mm -hmm. not so forward, kind of soundtrack music or something like that. Yeah. And that helps me just kind of begin to think about things. The music is almost like creating my own soundtrack to think with. Right. It's about creating a space to be able to do that. Yeah. I know uh, for me, sometimes I will take walks. Yeah. I enjoy walking. Mm -hmm. um, you can put background music on or you can do it without even background music. Yeah. You can listen to the birds if you're yeah. like yeah. Mississippi and there's woods all, all around. It might be a little bit harder if you're like in, in the middle of a city yeah. and there are yeah. people like That's yelling true. at each other yeah. and cars honking. <laughs> cars honking. You'll have to get some noise canceling headphones there. Yeah. But- um, that, that's one of my big ones. And then of course, morning time with a, with a glass of hot tea, Yep. which by the way, if you want to get some hot tea, 
go to uptontees.com. That's right. Upton Tea and um, let them know that we sent you so one day they'll sponsor us. Yeah, I would I would love for them to sponsor us. Oh my us. goodness. I'd love to get some tea free. Yeah. I mean, one day, you know, we'll randomly talk about our 15% off discount code. I know. That would be, yeah, when we start talking about a discount code at Upton Tea, you, you know, know we we've, reached, we've reached the, the, the high level. We've made it <laughs> at that point. Okay, so... We need to have a space for reflection, yeah, a place yeah. to do it. And even yeah. sometimes if you want it to be the same exact place, that's mm-hmm. not bad. You know, like maybe this is my spot where I go yeah. reflect. That That's cool. But what are some tools that we can have to reflect? You know, you can't just sit there and think about sports mm-hmm. and really walk away with something. Yeah. Un, unstructured thought a lot of times can be unproductive. Uh, so what are some tools to be able to structure that effectively? Yeah, I think one of the best tools you can have is something to write in, like mm-hmm. a journal. Mm-hmm. And and I know a lot of people say, well, I want to use my phone. I want to use my computer. And those are fine if you can discipline yourself to not get distracted by those. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole problem with that. I mean, if you use your phone or use a computer, you want to turn all the notifications off and everything mm-hmm. so you can focus. Mm-hmm. Um, a journal, analog, writing... Um, sometimes as you're writing, it slows you down a little bit. So you mm-hmm. really think about what you're saying. Um, so I would go either way. I've done both. Mm-hmm. Um, I use both and, and it just depends on the kind of the mood I'm in, what I'm doing. Uh, but I've been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. so I can use a computer. I use Evernote for a, a ton of my stuff. Yeah. So sometimes I just write things in there cause that yeah. way I have a record of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I write it in a journal and I want to keep it, I'll have to retype it in, mm-hmm. but I've used a journal a ton mm-hmm. uh, cause sometimes there's just a power in writing in a book and reflecting on things and doing that. Um, and, and the nice thing about it is it's something that you can just use as you need it. Yeah. You don't have to do it every day. Mm-hmm. It's not a slave driver. Right. It's a tool, a yeah. tool you can use. Yeah. Okay. So like, let's say you get into journaling. How do you know what's worth keeping and, and what you need to throw away? Like, is all journaling something you need to keep like a paper file for and then like categorize your different days and yeah, months yeah. that you've been journaling? Well, and that's where you have to be careful, especially if you're a type A. Um, that's me. What, what, what you want to do with the journal is understand it's a tool that you can use it as you want. And the point of it is not so much to keep everything. Mm-hmm. It's to help you process things. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've journaled for years and I, I normally don't keep them mm-hmm. just because it was a tool for me to help get my thoughts clear. Yeah. If there's something I want to keep that I wrote down, I'll usually transfer that specifically. Mm-hmm. But the journal itself... The point is not to journal. The point is to get your thoughts clear. Yeah. And when you think of it that way, you realize, oh, this is just a tool. Yeah. I don't have to keep it. It's not like your children are going to want to read it. Probably not. Um, So just get rid of it if you don't need it anymore. The point is for you to reflect and let it help you process through your thinking. Yeah. I like that. It kind of reminds me of notes. Like a lot of times in classes, you take notes. You do. Not necessarily because you want to keep every single note you take, Mm -hmm. but so you stay focused. Same thing with like highlighting in a book. Yeah. If you're reading through a book with a highlighter, well, now you're really, it almost engages a different part of your brain. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I've heard people talk about that actually writing things, you know, does all this 
extra stuff in your brain that helps yeah. you retain, think through all that. And that's where a journal is not like a diary. Some people think of a journal as like, I have to write in it every day. You don't. It's not a, you know, dear diary today I ate, you know, a sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that. It, it's the point is for you to just have a place where you reflect. You can write things that you may think back and go, that was dumb, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You got it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so it kind of helps you think through those things. Yeah, a diary is more for recording mm-hmm. what you did. Yeah. Whereas journaling, it one is more varied. Yeah. It can be a bunch of different things. But two, the goal isn't just to record, it's to reflect. Yeah. Which we if you want to hear more about reflection, we talked about in previous episodes. We did. You can check that out. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is. It's a fantastic tool for reflection. Yeah. Now We've got, let's say you sit down, yeah. you find a place, you find mm-hmm. a coffee shop, you yeah. put on, you put on your noise canceling headphones, there you go. you've you got said. your 32 ounce thing yeah. of extra caffeinated coffee. And <laughs> in our case, it'd be our case tea. tea. Yeah. Um, you, you pull out your notebook and your pen, you get ready mm-hmm. and you got nothing. Like yeah. what are, what are we supposed to be reflecting on? What are we supposed to be journaling about? Like where do, where do you start? Yeah, journaling is is kind of a lot of times it's journaling out of felt need. So it's kind of where you at right now. Mm. You know, maybe there's some issues going on in your life and you can write about those. But if you don't know what to think about, I would say start at the high level. Mm. You know, life purpose, the meaning, you know, of your life. What what are your priorities? How do you how do you focus those? Mm. When you think about those things, it kind of gets you out of the, okay, I have to, you know, pick up this. I have to go to the store and buy this. Mm-hmm. It, it, you don't want it to be a list of what you have to do. That's a to-do list. Mm-hmm. You want a journal to be a place where you think about larger things. Mm-hmm. What's what's the direction of my life? How am I treating, you know, if you're married, how am I treating my wife? Mm-hmm. If you're single, what friends do I have? How mm-hmm. am I spending time with them? Or am I just gaming all the time mm-hmm. and staying online? Mm-hmm. Or do I just watch shows on Netflix all the time? Mm-hmm. You want to think about things of what's the direction of my life? Where am I heading? The big picture thinking really helps you in journaling think through kind of the, the main direction and where you're going. Yeah, because that high level stuff, as you called it, mm-hmm. a lot of times is a lot more vague. Like yeah, you almost yeah. have to work to kind of focus it. And, yeah. and you have to continually work to focus it, really, because yeah. as time goes along, your priorities may change. As time yeah. goes along, your goals may change. Your your view on life may change. And so yeah. it's not like you're going to sit down, carve out the perfect life plan, and then mm-hmm. never have to look at it again because now you've just got it. Yeah. Um, it, it'll take tweaking. It'll take adjusting. In fact, I heard of a really cool – actually, I read a really cool book um, called Design Your Life. Mm-hmm. And they talk about for them – what they often do is what they call odyssey planning. And they look over the next five years of their life and they write out three alternative plans mm-hmm. for what they would like to do. Yeah. So like, hey, if I chose this, I'd love to be able to do that. If I chose this, I'd love to be able to do that. So like maybe in the next five years, if you're a real creative person, you could have a future where you write, a yeah. future where you make videos, and then a future where you do music or something. And you could think through those things and it kind of helps you process like, Looking at these three futures, which one's the most interesting to me? Yeah. Looking at these three options, which one really strikes a chord in me? Mm-hmm. That's that high level thought. Yeah. Where if you don't take the time to reflect and write and journal and think, 
you're just going to kind of be letting life happen to you yeah, rather than being intentional about living your life. Well, and it helps us break out of the grind. We all have a grind. We yeah. all have stuff we got to mm-hmm. do. We got bills to pay, jobs, all that. So what it does is it helps us kind of break out of that and start thinking about, okay, why? Mm. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? Why am I focused on this? Mm-hmm. And it helps us kind of realign things in our life. What's important to me? You know, who are the most important people in my life? Mm-hmm. How am I spending time with them? Yeah. What am I doing to engage in better relationships? Mm-hmm. And and those things are good thoughts to have because then you start thinking about, okay, who's the most important? Why are they the most important? Or you may, why am I alone? Mm. And you may sit there and go, okay, maybe I'm, just kind of not very nice. Mm. And that's a good thing. Sometimes we need to reflect and figure out, I guess I'm kind of a jerk to people. Yeah. You know, and and that usually only happens when you're going to that place of high level thinking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we see a reflection of ourselves and we go, Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. And so we can begin to change. Yeah. No, I think that's very true. And I think it helps us live with integrity. Yeah, It helps us live to where when we, when we have a regular rhythm of stepping back, mm-hmm. looking at our values, and then evaluating our everyday, yeah. it helps us to where our everyday lines up with what we really care about. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that takes work. It's easy for your, your everyday life to not line up with what you care about. Yeah. I mean, you can say, man, I want to be healthy. You know, I want to I be able to bench my own body weight and blah, 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 and yeah. have all these goals. But, you know, I eat two desserts a day and I haven't gone to the gym in six months, you know, like if I never evaluate, I'm just like, well, I'm just so tired every time I get back from work. Yeah. I'm just so tired every time I finish with X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, you know what, today I'm just going to chill and you can keep doing that. Yeah. But when you take a step back and look, you're like, oh, dang, this isn't lining up with what I care about. This isn't lining up with who I care about. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a tendency to judge ourselves by our intentions, Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose weight Mm. versus I'm doing something to lose weight. There's a big difference. Mm -hmm. And we're all guilty of that in one form or fashion. And I'm just using weight as an example. It could be anything. Um, But a lot of times we just, well, I thought about it, so I'm good. But when you step back and look at the big picture, you think, okay, I have a habit of always talking about this, but never doing anything. That's powerful. If I was going to say it in one sentence, I'd say, better a small action than yeah. a big intention. Yeah. Like your biggest intentions aren't going to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. But a small action, when it's built up over time, yeah. can accomplish a lot. Yeah. Reflection is a place where you line up those two. Your well, intentions most and people, your action. When they tell a story about a big change in their life, mm-hmm. usually it's something that's caused them to think big picture. Mm-hmm. You know, the doctor came in and said, if you don't change this, you're going to die. Mm. Well, a big picture, I don't want to die. Yeah. So I'm going to change this habit. Yeah. You know, we, we think about big picture stuff. It usually causes us to really review our life. And that's when we start making real changes. Yeah. No, that's very good. So I think another thing that's important in a good tool, a good goal mm-hmm. is long-term thinking. Yeah. Now, how would you define long-term thinking? To me, long-term is, you know, 10, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. Think about... Where do you want your life to be? Hmm. Um, and what are you doing now to move that direction? Yeah. What are you doing today to reach that goal? And it doesn't mean we know what's going to happen in the next 10 or 20 years. Nobody no. does. No. 
But you'd rather aim at something than just sit there and go, well, I don't know what's going to happen, so I'm not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Well, then you're guaranteed not to get it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the whole thing is, what is it? If you shoot for the stars, you may land on the moon or something. There's some saying like that. But there's a lot of truth in that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a direction, you're moving. Mm -hmm. Where if you wait for life to line up perfectly, you're never going to move. And life gets better when you're moving than when you're just sitting and waiting for everything to come to you. Yeah. And I would almost tell people that long-term thinking is a lot like journaling Mm -hmm. in the way of you're not doing the long-term thinking to get the perfect answer and have it memorialized. It's a very messy process. It is. Like long-term thinking is constant creation, rechange, life happens, whatever. Like there's no offense, but guaranteed your life plan is not going to get fulfilled to the letter yeah because you don't know like none of us knows like yeah. i mean jesus says you don't know if you even have tomorrow yeah. but does that mean that we don't do anything yeah the answer that's the point is a huge no yeah because if you don't i think a lot of times we use that as an excuse because we're afraid of disappointment mm-hmm. we're afraid of I being agree. disappointed because oh man I set this goal to make a million dollars and and have my own business in 10 years and blah, 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 blah. And we don't get there. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily, because maybe because you made the plan for the business, you started working on X, Y, and Z. And maybe because you got good at that, you actually got hired by another company. And the reason in the future you don't own your own business is because you're getting paid six figures by this company to do the thing that you were planning on having a business around. Exactly. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, that's okay. It's yeah. different, but that doesn't make it bad. Yeah, and that's the thing. Different doesn't mean bad. Mm-hmm. And what you want to do is just pick a trajectory. Mm-hmm. Just be moving. And I always tell people a uh, moving car is easier to steer than a parked car. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. And and so if we take the time to find a place mm-hmm. to be able to use these tools, tools yeah. of journaling, tools of thinking, long-term, you know, kind of focusing our thoughts towards this. Yeah. It will yield huge benefits, not only for us individually, but for our families, for our friends, for our society, really, because the world needs you and what you're going to do. It does. Um, Even if you're not going to have a million followers of what you're doing, if you impact a few people deeply, God cares about that. That's the most important thing. Mm So let's go ahead and jump into the questions of the day. Um, one, what advice do you have to reduce the activities and noise in my life? Ooh, um, I, I kind of would go with a little bit of what you said earlier. I would just pick, I wouldn't try to fix everything at once. Mm-hmm. I would just pick one area. And maybe it's finding that couple times a week quiet time to do some deep thinking or to look at what am I doing to fill my life with noise? Mm -hmm. Maybe give up a couple of subscriptions Mm -hmm. so you don't binge watch so many shows. Maybe pick a book and actually, you know, one day a week I'm going to read this book instead of watch something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those are some of the ways. It's just being intentional with one thing. Mm -hmm. Because once you start that habit of reducing that noise and finding those quiet moments, then it can be something you can build on. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we want to do it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go be a monk. And it's like, no, 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 just pick one day to maybe this is my non-media day. Mm-hmm. 
or I'm only going to watch something and, you know, social media on these days, mm-hmm. you know, j- anything, mm-hmm. just find that one thing that works for you and begin to build on it. Yeah, I think uh, I would really agree. I think the biggest thing that creates noise in people's life typically, mm-hmm. now this is not everybody, but typically it's going to be either a hobby and commitment yeah, or it's going to be media. Yeah, that's um, true. Now, when it comes to a hobby and a commitment, doing exactly what you said mm-hmm. is going to be important. When it comes to media, I found for myself, it's very helpful to do what you said and have, like I set a time limit for myself each week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to have about, and this started this year, so it's yeah. not like I'm some guru at this, yeah. but I'm, I'm starting and it's helped me. Uh, for me, I have eight hours of media per week mm-hmm. and I have specifically chosen when I'm going to be doing those. Yeah. You know, I do two hours Sunday, one hour Tuesday, one hour Thursday, and then four hours on Friday. I mean, sorry, four hours on Saturday because yeah. Saturday is the day off yeah. for Emily and I. We try and make that our Sabbath. It's been hugely helpful Yeah, because, you know, for me, obviously I'm a big anime person. Mm-hmm. You there's enough anime to fill yeah. every hour. Of you the can day. fill every second. Anime. <laughs> you really can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I started cutting back, and that's been helpful because one, I'm not always rushing to get to that. Yeah. But two, I'm also starting to look for alternative ways for entertainment. Like mm-hmm. I've started, you know, listening to the Prancing Pony podcast <laughs> and reading through the Cimmerillion because yeah. uh, you yeah. know that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. When you cut back on those things mm-hmm. and reduce the noise, yeah. you also got to kind of look what you're going to have to replace it with. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you're not just going to stare for yeah. six hours, you know. Well, and it's like what you said. Uh, sometimes you can do two things at once. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I like listening to books while I may be cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. So I- I'm getting something that's pouring into me mm-hmm. that's challenging my thinking, or I'm listening to fiction, which also generates another area of your brain. While you're doing something that's maybe not the most fun, mm-hmm. but it kind of helps you still take in. And to me, that kind of helps with the whole noise thing. You're not just filling your mind with noise. You're actually getting something that's feeding it. Mm-hmm. Next question. I've tried to read the Bible more, but I usually don't last that long. What can I do to keep reading the Bible. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, when they say they're going to start reading the Bible, they're like, I'm going to read the Bible. And they start in Genesis and they get through Genesis and Exodus. um, And Leviticus takes them out Mm -hmm. and they kind of stop. Um, I would tell people, don't try. If you want to read the whole Bible in a year, get like a Bible in a year. That's an easy way. It's kind of a pattern that sets you up where you're reading some in the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, and then some in the New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs. That makes it a little more varied. Mm -hmm. But to me, one of the best ways is just dig into one section. Mm -hmm. Like I would take one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. I would watch some of the Bible Project videos on them because that that really opens up a lot. It introduces the book to you and it helps you have the context of it. Mm -hmm. So when you read it, it's more interesting. Mm -hmm. And there's really good Bibles out there that have notes Mm -hmm. that can help bring it out to you and make it a little more alive. So Mm -hmm. I would try any one of those things or all of them. And not just because you may grab a Bible that was like your grandpa's Bible. That's an older version that maybe the words you don't understand as well. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot of really good translations out there that can help you understand the Bible better. 
Can you give an example or two of those kinds of translations for those who want to get one? Yeah, find um, one? I think New Living Translation is a really good just reading one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great one. And then you've got, if you want to go one that maybe is a little more uh, kind of word-for-word translation, there's the NASB, mm-hmm. uh, which is the New American Standard, the ESV. Those mm-hmm. are good ones. And the NIV is, is a good one too. Mm-hmm. So any of those... I think are great translations that you could really dig into. Um, the, the Living Bible has one, or the Living Translation. What is it? The gosh, I can't remember. They have one that's like got notes and mm-hmm. introductions, things like that. And there's some really good ones. And there's also a Bible, the Fire Bible, mm-hmm. has a bunch of that stuff too. It, it introduces the book. It has notes at the bottom, and uh, you can go to a place like CBD Christian Book Distributors mm-hmm. has tons of Bibles, and they're really inexpensive. It's ironic that it's called CBD. It is, I know. <laughs> I think they're 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 calling it Christian Book Distributors now. It used to be called CBD, but now everybody thinks CBD is pot. So they, yeah, uh, they've kind of got, gotten away from that. Moved away a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> moved away a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, I would say everything that you said is accurate. Um, the cool thing I'd say for myself. Mm-hmm. What really got me to fall in love with the word more? Yeah. Because I read the word for a long time more out of obligation. Yeah. What really helped me fall in love with the word was the Bible Project. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of really good videos. They do. One of the videos that really started opening it up for me, um, well, the, really, there's two. Uh, read Scripture yeah. is an app that they have mm-hmm. that is reading through the Bible in a year with Bible Project videos at the beginning of every book yeah. and, and a couple theme videos interwoven throughout. Yeah. And then there's a psalm at the end of each day. That's good. I forgot about that. That's now, a good one. I read that it's not designed to be read in just a year. It doesn't have to be. It's read mm-hmm. at your pace. So that was comfortable for me because it I, my perfectionist self wasn't engaged in it. Like, yeah. I've got to read it now. Yeah. You know, I could read it at my own pace. It took me about a year and a half, mm-hmm. maybe two almost. Yeah. Um. But it was great, and, and yeah. I fell in love with the word more. And then I read uh, or I watched a video series they did on Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. Yeah, it's called the Wisdom series, and that's on YouTube for free. It really opened. It's it up really for good. Me. So yeah. so good. And so, really, the cool thing about Bible Project is they help you learn how to engage the Bible because mm-hmm. most likely. The reason you're struggling to read the Bible is because you're trying to read it like a 21st century American book. Yeah. And it is a book that is literally thousands of years old, designed in a style called meditation literature. And it was made for Hebrews who all knew the same cultural context. And we are literally thousands of years removed from that. Yeah. So once you almost recognize that and, and begin to kind of get some tools in the tool belt to engage the Bible well. Man, it's helpful. It and, does. and it turns it, really it into helps. an adventure. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're you're digging for gold. Yeah, that's and a good point. That's a good way to put it. Because then it's like, I don't understand that. Well, let's get the tools and let's start looking yeah. at what it yeah, means. Let's dig you know? into it. And then you can discover something incredible. Yeah. The other tip I would say is read with a community. Um, the Bible was originally written for a culture that couldn't read. Yeah. Most people could only you know hear mm-hmm. other people read. So you had to read it in a community setting. That's a good point. So when something happened that you didn't understand, you just asked. Mm-hmm. And there had been people around there who'd been reading it for decades and yeah. kind of help you. Who kind of help you do that. We don't have that now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have churches, but even in churches, usually it's just the pastor telling you his thoughts on, yeah. on a passage. Yeah. There's not a lot of everybody reads together and talks about it. Yeah. Um, 
get into that. You know, if That's you're going to a church, get some friends together yeah. who have been reading for a while and say, yeah. guys, can we read through this book together? Because I mm-hmm. just don't. I'm just not getting this. Yeah. And you'll be surprised on how many great insights. That's can a come really out good point. I like that. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We couldn't that's get it. to question number three, but uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Feel free to send your questions to at the Hey Dad podcast on Instagram or uh, what's our email again? It is. There it is. Yeah. I always forget our email. <laughs> questions at heydad.us.us. So anyway, uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.